0: But well, we do have dreams and sometimes we will fulfill them and God wants to give us good gifts but sometimes we have to let go of those dreams and that can be incredibly painful and God knows and there is guidance in scripture to help us do that and what Becky said about seeking God in that situation is right through this talk this morning so that's a reminder I don't know if any of you have heard of Sheridan Voisey He's a great communicator, both as a speaker and as a writer. And I just yesterday thought, I've got to take this book. Maybe there's someone who needs to read this. Sheridan and his wife had a dream of having children. Ten years later, after all the attempts at various ways of having children, he had to let go of that dream. Now, this isn't just about wanting a family. This is whatever your dream is that you're having to let go. And one endorsement I'll quickly read... Some dreams come true, but others die a painful death. We can learn from both. In Resurrection Year, Sheridan Voise writes from Experience. There is life after the death of a dream. That's the message I wanted to get across this morning. There is life after your dream. If you walk it through with God, he will give you a resurrection year. If you want more details of this, see me after or email me. I'm on Church Suite and I can get that to you. Bless you and seek God in that place. Right, moving on. Back to Joseph. Now his brothers had gone to graze their father's flocks near Shechem. And Jacob said, I'm going to send you to them. And basically, if you read on, it's because he wanted to report. (laughs) To me, that seems not the best idea, Jacob. But it's not about Jacob. It's not about Joseph. God is the hero of this story. God needed to get Joseph where he needed him. And so he went from his home in Hebron, moved up to Shechem, found that they weren't there. A guy happened to be there. Coincidentally, God makes sure we get the guidance we need. And he moved up to Dothan, far, far away from family. But his brothers saw him in the distance and before he reached them, they plotted to kill him. Here comes that dreamer. Come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. Now Reuben was the eldest of the 12 sons and he intervened. Bless him. No, you can't kill him. Let's just yeah, put him in a cistern but don't kill him. So they rough handle him. He's wearing his robe. Example of he shouldn't be wearing his robe. They steal his robe and they throw him into a dry cistern. Now these are deep; it would have hurt him. They eat a meal around the top. Did they give him any food? I don't know. How long was he in there? I don't know. It doesn't tell us. But they sold him to traders instead. While Reuben was out the way, because he comes back a bit later in the story, says, "Where's he gone?" They sell him to traders. Imagine the horror! It's so easy to skim through this. Imagine the horror! of his hands tied behind his neck by a rope, maybe attached to someone else behind him and another slave, and bronze shackles round his ankles, chaffing the heat of the sun, going down to Egypt more than 300 miles. What happened to my dream? What happened to all this being raised up? The brothers cover up their deceitful action by killing a goat, rather poignant putting blood all over it take it back to jacob who refuses to be comforted he is so distraught and my immediate reaction when i was reading this chapter was hang on where's joseph gone we don't hear a word about him now and i've got to preach on this on joseph (laughs) god (laughs) so i quickly flicked on and don't worry folks i'm not going to crib from whatever you're going to say over the next few weeks But way down the line in chapter 42, we hear the brothers remembering how much he pleaded for his life. How distressed he was. So Joseph did not go quietly. He was calling out, he was pleading. He didn't go silently like Jesus, that's what I was wondering. No, no. This was horrific. And meanwhile, the Midianite traders sold Joseph in Egypt to Potiphar, one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard. What a story. Who ever said the Bible was boring? (laughs) And what does this say to us this morning? When circumstances betray that Rema word of God that has impacted you and compelled you, and suddenly it goes quiet. Or suddenly, bang, you're up against a wall. Or suddenly, you're just thinking, what's happened? Did I make it up? Where is God? Why is he allowing this to happen? This is his dream. This is his word to me. And we can know a thousand percent it was of God. And so we're flawed because he just doesn't seem to be moving on with it. It can be painful physically, it can be painful emotionally, definitely, spiritually and mentally with the confusion and the turmoil. So I've been praying through how do we cope with this when it happens, when our dream or our word is seemingly betrayed. Let's be honest with God. That's why I brought up about Joseph pleading and crying out, He may have done it to his brothers in that moment, but as he walked to Egypt, I don't doubt he was pleading and crying out to God. Tell him how you feel. Psalms, I love that. Well, I love the word, but I love the Psalms. How honest David is. I know you've heard that a thousand times. He's so honest. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? David experienced this. Jesus echoed it on the cross, of course. Let's be honest, because it's harmful to our bodies, stress, if we bury it. It's harmful to our relationship with God if we stop trusting him and doubting him. It can be harmful to our relationships with other people if we're worrying and distracted. Let's be honest. But let's forgive where forgiveness might be needed. And I'm thinking, firstly, people like the brothers who appear to have taken over from God... It appears when you're in that emotional turmoil, hang on, they're stopping God's dream happening in my life. We need to forgive them. Because, yes, they might be doing it with evil intent, but this is God's at work. Getting Joseph to where he needs him. And God never promised us an easy life. What did Jesus say? Father, forgive them. They do not know what they're doing. Jesus was right in the center of God's will. And he was crucified. And these men had no idea doing it to him. Father, forgive them. That's why, like Becky said, we need to know God deeper and deeper until the day we meet him face to face to cope with these situations. And sometimes we need to forgive ourselves. And that is a route I have had to take some years ago. You have to forgive yourself if you think my actions and behavior have portrayed what I believe God wanted to use me for. I've, I've, it's too late. I've, I've blown it. It's a hard road because you feel so alone. But God is a redeemer, and you know, I've been a Christian for years, and suddenly I knew what a redeemer was. He redeems mistakes. He redeems failure. And my most special verse at the time was 1 Peter 5, 6 to 7. Humble yourself, Anne, under God's almighty hand, and he will raise you up in due time. wasn't the next day. wasn't even the next few months. It was a long while after. Because as this story will say, God was doing something in my life. But then that verse goes on. God cares for you you've made mistakes, God cares for you. Just be honest and he will redeem you. Let's remind ourselves of who we believe God to be. This is this reference in Timothy. Know whom you believe in. Know him. Remind yourself, because you know the enemy will come in and say, oh look, God's abandoned you so much for that dream, he didn't mean it after all. He's got better things to do or something far more serious than that. And you start doubting. Know God promises he is faithful to them know that he loves you with a passion that never changes no matter what you have done or the circumstances you're in know god's word know his purpose know his love be rooted and established in the love of god and don't let the enemy get in your circumstances might change our circumstances change god never changes And and this is where I smiled again hearing that interview. God, seek God in the circumstances and not just to get out of them. If this is God's will, he's got it in control. So seek him in it, not just to get out of it. He might just have us exactly where he wants us. One of my favorite verses, and I have many, (laughs) It's Psalm 27, verse 4. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord in God's presence all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and seek him. so came out that interview at the beginning. Let's seek God when it seems to be going awry. Let's seek him and know him. Let's not worry about what that dream was about and that wonderful thing we were moving on to and how great it's going to be. One thing we ask for is, Lord, I want to know you. Because the more I know you, the more I know your dream will come to fruition in my life, in your good timing. And when we do that, we can trust God with that dream. Our trust grows. Yeah, you know, this doesn't look like my dream is happening. I seem to be betrayed. But I can trust you because I know you. I'm going deeper into you. Paul said to Philippians, it is God who works in you. God, this isn't our own ideas. It's God working in you and me to achieve his purposes. As soon as it's us, John 15, apart from me you can do nothing. This is God at work in us. This is his dream. Jeremiah 1.5, I set you apart. I knew you before you in the womb. If you know anything about Jeremiah, he had a 40-year-plus ministry, which was horrendous. God, I feel for that man. I can't wait to meet him. He was in such a hostile world. It, the people who believed didn't like him, let alone everybody else. And that was God's dream for him. You know, when I, I'm asked to speak or teach, or write, I, I have in mind the persecuted church. I have people who are desperately hungry and so forth. I think, how can I bring this word to them in my comfortable church and my... My easy life, comparatively, because you know sometimes God's dream is not easy, and we think therefore it's been portrayed because it's got hard, but it might just be that period of that dream. Isaiah fifty five eleven. Let this encourage you. God will not let that rema word that He gave you, that vision, that word, it will not return to Him empty, without accomplishing what He desires and achieving His purpose. That is such an encouragement when you're going through the mill. God will not let that return to him empty. That dream will be fulfilled. I remember Trace here. She shared this a few weeks ago when Jamie was talking about suffering. Thank you for that. She held on to her word that she knew she'd been given. When everything around her said no, she held on. I believe Joseph knew those dreams were of God. And the reason I say that is because I don't think he'd have offered to interpret to others a bit later in the story. And certainly not Pharaoh, who was God in Egypt. And then counsel Pharaoh as to what to do with it. You have to know, I believe Joseph always knew this was of God. And so that gave him the confidence to hold on in that horrific time of being betrayed by his brothers and going into slavery. I must press on. Ask what we might need to learn. Definitely now our character will need refining because we're not perfect. Joseph had some edges to be rubbed off and probably spent a lot of time thinking about how he could have perhaps treated his brothers differently. But, you know, Joseph had a new language to learn. He couldn't go up to the end of the story and be with Pharaoh until he'd learned Egyptian, until he learned to write in their funny what's-it scribe thing. He had new culture to learn about, household skills. So when God gives us a dream like my, Nehemiah, Ezra and Luke, that was years ago. I had an awful lot to learn. I was in a beginning probably for about 25 years. (laughs) We need to be prepared. God will give us a dream to aspire to it and grow to it. But we may need to be prepared. So you might just be where God wants you to be and ask, Lord, what do I need to learn in this circumstance that appears to be betraying the fulfillment of the dream? There must be something I can be learning. Do whatever your hand finds to do. These were the words that Samuel gave Saul after he anointed him to be king. He anointed him to be king and said, go home and plough your father's fields. Do whatever your hand find finds to do and God will bring the moment to raise you up. God brought the moment for um, Joseph <laughs> to, to, to fulfil his dream years later. And Meanwhile, he, he was very... A man of integrity and so forth. He changed from Genesis 37 to next week's story. Time's running on. And the Lord will be with you. How wonderful is that? What more can we ask for? There is nothing better in the world than to have God with you. Whatever circumstance you're in. And as we seek God in that circumstance, and as Becky said, find our security in him. Find our identity when the going gets tough and she was adjusting to life and challenge and so forth. And she says, let God support you through others. This is what church is, guys. We're here for each other. Yeah, we have a mission field out there, but we're here for each other. God didn't want us to be alone. Let's minister to each other with the love and grace and gifts that he gives us. God is with us through each other, as well as through the wonderful worship that we're we're given here every every week to raise our sights heavenward. 1 Samuel gives us... uh, The Genesis reference there gives us a glimpse to next week. God was with Joseph. 1 Samuel. God was with Saul. Jesus in Matthew. I will be with you to the end of the age. God's eternal promise through scripture in Hebrews. Never will I leave you. Sometimes we have to shout that back into ourselves. Never will I leave you. In fact, you mentioned that, didn't you? God is with us. Praise God. So, this is the beginning of our adventure. And it can feel like a bit of a full start when it's been betrayed to us. Some of you may be eager to move on because you can relate perhaps more to another part of Joseph's life, and I appreciate that. But I pray God will speak to you through something today. Some of us might have actually more of a personal dream that we're struggling to let go of. God bless you in that and seek him. Other of us might be still unsure, discerning that rema word for us. We might be right at the beginning God will speak if you listen and open your heart and dig into scripture. And some of us may feel betrayed. Lord, this was what you said and look at me now. A word from Artie Kendall to finish. The worst thing that can happen to any man or woman is to succeed in the things of God before they are ready. Until his anointing has been refined. So if, if as a group, uh, whilst they're singing, if anybody, I presume the ministry team are here, can um, they'll be over here. If you'd like prayer for any of those things I mentioned about dreams, they'd love to just come alongside you. You don't necessarily have to give much detail, but just to pray God's wisdom and understanding for you. Maybe you'd rather come down here and just make another commitment to letting go of a dream or opening your heart to God's rema dream for you, or trusting him. Lord, I'm going to trust you. I know this dream looks like it's in shatters, but I'm going to trust you. Maybe you just want to now just worship God where you are, and that's absolutely fine too. Father God, I thank you for your word through Paul that you want to work through us, every single person here. And I ask, Lord, your ongoing wisdom through your word to them, spiritual wisdom and understanding of the knowledge of your will, that they would not be looking to their own opinions, and I include myself in that, Father, that we would not be looking to other people's opinions, but that we would be given spiritual discernment to know your will and purpose, that we might live lives worthy of the calling you've given us that we may please you, that we might bear fruit for your kingdom, that we might grow in our knowledge of you, and that we might be strengthened by the power of your spirit to make a difference in our world for you. Amen.